Awesome. So this is uh, number two. Are you ready? Have you finished it? No, no, we no we'll just he'll, keep he'll going. Cut it later. <sighs> just, you know, take a take a breather and that's our things. I know we should. Have. If you said, if you said, we big, have drinks. big mistake. You could have also bought a little bigger bottle. No. She said this is all she could afford. No, it's, oh, it was really? the biggest one there. All right, two, three, one. Sorry for saying Sorry Media presents the Purr Podcast. The best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hi, this is Dr. Susan Little. And this is Dr. Yola Kirpensen. This is the Per Podcast Live. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, part two, part two. with Dr. Margie Shirk. Dr. Margie Shirk. Yeah. And we left, Who's... we were in 1986, I remember. Yes, we left off in 1986. But I want to mention something because Why? I'm going to forget it otherwise. Um, you have the most appropriate email address. Uh, oh, yes. yes, she does. Yeah, yeah. she Do, does. Should we, and you should, know, are we okay to say your email? No, Not because everybody just, will send her no, no, messages no, like, part. we love you, we love you, we love yeah, you. Just yeah, the first yeah. part. It's it's hyper, H-Y-P-U-R-R. So well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I, what I actually had wanted. Because you've had one. that forever. I've had it since 1994, and I am such an early adopter, and it is still the same of email course. address. Since forever. Yeah, yep. exactly. I love that. Um, and it, and uh, so, yeah, I had actually wanted I per... As in, and that was before, Ooh. that was actually before all of the iPods and iMacs, all before that. But oh. that's what I wanted was an I, I at the letter per, and then yeah. per. And who okay. got that And one? no, and no, the actually the the um, server uh, uh, said that I couldn't have it because it was sexually explicit. I oh, per? I guess so. I, I, okay, yeah. well, I, I So anyway, so life, I changed so it to hyper, hyper because that also completely describes my I personality. I love it. So yeah, so but that's where that good. came from. You didn't I, know that. Yeah, I, I wanted I per. It would have been a lowercase i and then per. I love it. Like yeah. the same as iPad, iPod. Probably I, today Mac, somebody indeed has that. Yes, very probably. likely. Yeah. Very likely. Yeah. Hey, which, which thinking about purring, did you know that there's like this this wonderful app um, that's it's called Purly P U R R L I dot I don't know what it is. Susan, look it up. Purly.com dot, yeah. dot uh -huh. something. Uh -huh. And it's really lovely because you can uh, it, you can play purring sounds and it's got slidey jobs, you know, little slidey things. And you can change it to the speed, the anxiety of the cat, the, oh, the relaxedness really? of the cat. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll just play that at home. And you fall asleep. And, and just, yeah, it's like, it's way better than white noise. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, so we've got Pearly, P-U-R-R-L-I. I, I, I was so surprised because I, we have yeah, an Alexa. An we have Alexa's It's old. a cat purr generator. It's a cat oh, purr generator. Cat and it'll go on for hours. It's not just I, a thing you have to loop. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, sorry. Yeah, so I was I, I was at home and I, we have Alexa's everywhere. And Alexa suddenly started talking to me and she said, would you like some white noise to fall asleep? And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Where did that come from? No. <laughs> That's what I said to her. And what'd she say to that? Okay, then. <laughs> Not sure what her comeback is to that. Exactly. Yeah. Now I'm just going to ask Alexa, please play pearly oh that's too yeah, cute yeah exactly Pearly. that is do you have to spell it for okay, her okay let's you know? let's put that in our notes yeah, yeah we'll put it in the show notes every cat fan needs to have a pearly yeah. so there you go i mean whoever creates pearly is now getting massive coverage 
Yeah, you don't know how many people generator. listen to this amazing podcast, yeah. which is called the Purr Podcast. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. And our podcast does open with a purr. So yeah. we started yeah. talking a little bit about my favorite journal, and I'll tell you why is my favorite journal. Um, but that's later. But we have, the, <laughs> we, yeah, because she made the gagging sound. I mean, I, I, I cannot believe it because I was so happy, and then I saw her face and expression. I was like, "What's going on next to me?" But she obviously didn't believe me when I said that. So as but a, I will vouch for him. It's just, but a, but given that you're wearing a, a a pink checkered shirt, I can I can appreciate the fact that you are wearing a that you that that you you would uh, be liking um the jfms because it has it's pink. it is pink yes, it is exactly. pink so so uh, tell us a little bit about the journal and then i'll tell you why i love it so much so the journal was founded actually it's a brainchild of of uh dr andy sparks and um claire besant and they uh in 1999 um create decided that uh, like there had already been feline practice existed and i can't remember if it was monthly or bi-monthly it was month uh, it might have been but they decided that they sh that, that they decided that there was a void uh and uh, because i think feline practice was closing mm. and shutting down and so they they uh that was the first journal i ever published in was feline practice yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. back in the 80s right late 80s sometime oh. in the late 80s <clears throat> you're I know. Aging. You're so old. I'm not that old. Um, okay, yeah. timestamp. I was I was a child at the time. I was yes. a mere child. Yes, yes a like child 12. genius. Yes, yes, exactly. So no. it was, uh, and and I remember um, uh, Dr. Dick Brown uh, suggested to me that I because I'd been doing for I don't know ten years or something the AAFP newsletter that I um, look to being and, and it, uh, being the. Um, AFP editor for the Journal of Feline Medicine and Surgery. Um, so it is the official journal. It is the, the official AFP. journal of both the um, uh, the ISFM, mm -hmm. which at that time was the e European Society of Feline Medicine, but now is the International Society of Feline Medicine, and the AAFP, the American Association of Feline Practice mm -hmm. uh, Practitioners, rather. And it is uh, so it's been around now for 20 years this is the 20 year anniversary mm -hmm. yeah Congratulations. and uh yeah which is very cool and it, it was uh, it was initially it was every sec published every second month in what we now call the classic format and the classic format uh includes um uh it's all very highly peer-reviewed uh, but the classic format includes uh, uh original studies uh it includes uh reviews uh then when um Claire and Andy scored an absolute coup and got Margaret Melling to be the um to be the uh, I don't know the I mean she's the brains behind mm. the behind the whole thing uh and she well, uh, she then created uh every second month it became uh, the clinical so it was classic for one month and clinical the next month alternating and clinicals is, is absolutely brilliant it's got lots of very practical useful um, it's got reviews it's got how to's it's got it's an it's uh, very good mm. and and 
with Claire's eye and Margaret's, you know, content and Andy's supervision, this thing is, it's, it's a beautiful document too. I really, it's, it's aesthetically very mm. pleasing. And of course the content is uh, exemplary and it's been through a number of different publishers um, over the, t over the period. And right now we're with, with Sage um, and Will probably be for some time because they're very open to suggestions. Uh, they're they're more flexible than the traditional publishers are, and we have. Um, uh, so I am the North American editor, and Andy is the editor for the rest of the world. Uh, was originally Europe, but then with ISFM integrating into uh, Asia, especially, Asia mm -hmm. especially, but all all kinds of countries. But as you say, especially mm -hmm. Asia. Um, so it it's it's really it's really fun, and I mean some amazing what i love about it is the fact that we have such a good journal now to publish feline medicine in has actually created more science yeah uh, it's fostered it's more. fostered more studies yeah. in feline medicine which thereby has has propelled the profession so you know total hats off to andy and claire for that are you ready because now i'll okay this is a little uh, Subjective, obviously, because you're the head editor of I'm this wonderful. I'm gonna have to send you my. Um, Yoli's wearing a, mm -hmm. a lanyard that's um, multiple, like multicolored. Stones. Uh, st well, uh, yeah, In, what? Of what? course, Pave, right? Stones, <laughs> diamonds. diamonds. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> and I have one that's all pink. And given how you like pink, maybe I, I should send that pink. one to oh, you. Should, there you go. Should. So here we go. So as a independent scientist, I love Journal of Feline Medicine Surgery, and I will tell you why. Um, first, the um, are you going to write it down? Oh, she is. No, I'm that. just have to remind myself to also mention open reports. Yes, mm -hmm. so, 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 so the one reason is, as a scientist, we always look for, at least in Europe, we were looking for journals that had a relatively high impact factor, which it has. Mm -hmm. It used to have the highest impact factor of most of the veterinary journals, and that was because it was peer reviewed. Yes, it was. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you realize that, but and so it was a high impact factor journal for us, at least relatively. Which it, is very important for hmm. university um, uh, for faculty, academics. Yeah. Exactly. for academics. Exactly. Yeah. For, no, was, for the rest of the world, nobody gives a shit. It was, if you had feline, because there's not that much feline no. research going. If no. you have feline research, they're very, very, ex they, they love the importance of feline research. Mm, yeah. So it was easy to publish things there. And then the publication time was super fast. Yeah. Very Turn fast, around. very easy reachable if they have questions and what i love about this journal is that the reviewers don't take this opportunity to slam down articles but they give really positive reinforcement okay constructive criticism it, it, that's exactly it so in a lot of journals it takes a long time you submit a, an article, then you get slammed down because of stupid stuff. It's a painful process, it and then you, and you yes. feel like a turd, and you yeah. feel like a turd. <laughs> exactly, and so for As me, a king of. Yeah. and and then the the only little bit of criticism I would have for this journal, this journal should be fully open access. Well, so this is uh, you will get your wish. Uh, we do actually, you know, at this point, uh, a couple of years back, because of the. Um, massive About, yeah. backlog of articles that we, we that we had so and many submissions so many submissions and because we really wanted to keep it uh, the, this rapid turnaround um, because you know for any author especially a burgeoning um, scientist mm -hmm. it's it, I, it's just 
you can't wait a year excruciating. for your article it's to come ex- out. No. And it's excruciating. Yeah. The, uh, just the anxiety, the you know, the whole emotional aspect mm-hmm. of it. But so we took all of the, uh, uh, the there, there was a number of things. Because it is an inter- international journal, it meant that we're getting a lot of articles that were prevalence of, let's say, FELV, feeling leukemia virus in, you know. Brazil. Brazil yeah. or in, in a, in a mm. particular uh, in a particular suburb of Rio de Janeiro yeah, so or something like that. Specific. Very specific, yeah. which other journals are not going to publish. And we really couldn't justify using pages to publish that So, uh, th- and, and taking away from mm-hmm. original research and things. But these prevalence studies, as well as case studies, case studies or small case series, um, we opened, we, we created open reports, a journal of feline medicine and surgery, open reports or JFMS OR. And that is strictly online. That it never hits paper. And so it is open access. It's always been open access. Yeah. Um, with the changes in the European Union, the the, the laws there as far as uh, publication, and similarly also in California because of taxpayer dollars being mm-hmm. involved in, in funding the research at the universities, um, and therefore the government saying, look, it needs to be, the results need to be open access to everybody. This will be, there's no question of, it's, mm-hmm. it, there's no question about weather. It's simply a matter of when, when and how quickly. And I'm suspecting that right now it's 2019. I'm suspecting that probably by 2022. And I'm, this is just Margie mm-hmm. speculating. Yeah. It's not based on anything that, that anybody else has said. Um, it will, the entire, everything's going to be open. Yeah. It takes time. It's a process. Right? It's a process. It change. has to, all the dots have to be. Yeah. You have to yeah, change you your have to model. Realize, so, so the yeah. You have to change your model for the, or like for yeah. AFP it has yeah. to change its Obviously. model. Yeah. Yeah. And so the other the, thing that I want people to realize is that when you get an open access article, somebody has still paid for it, right? Yes, and the, yes. the authors and, have to pay and for so it. And so all, all it does is shift the burden of payment from the person who consumes it yeah. to the people who produce it typically, right? right. Like the authors. So the, the, although, it still has to be although paid. Although I, I would like to push against it a little bit, and this is one of my soapboxes, so cut me off when you're <laughs> tired of it. We you go for know, it. You go I, for it. I think because every the journals always say yeah but we don't get the advertisers you know that normally pay for these journals when it's oh sure they do and they do because perfect more people will read the articles so yeah Yeah. there's all the banner ads and all that kind of stuff that we can't get away from exactly so i think think that's the issue you know still the 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 issue is the issue is actually more um for organizations like the Mm -hmm. aafp Mm -hmm. where the uh where where it is the big it is the biggest uh, uh, member benefit if 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 it's not a member benefit anymore because everybody can get it then how does the afp um, fund or itself. ISFM, yeah. Or ISFM. Yeah. So what, what Margie's alluding to is the fact that if you're an AFP member, you get or it you're free. An ISFM member, you it, get it free. It's right. part of your membership. It's part of your membership benefit. So how do we change the model yeah. when it's benef- <clears throat> when everybody can get it? So there's it's a it's a lot of questions that mm. have to be answered to to make that happen. So yep, yep. Very good. Very what, good. What does an editor do? Yeah. Yeah. What does an editor do? I don't know very many journal editors, to be honest with you. Mm. So what does a journal editor do? Well, that's an interesting thing too. It's you, kind of like I, I've it's kind of like launching say, into I've heard you yeah, say okay. what you think your yes. role is. So, so I'll I tell you, you to... right. So what I think my role is, because again, it was nothing that was taught to me, just like feline medicine wasn't taught to me. Um, I had to learn on the learn on the job. And and what I think it is 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 on the uh it is to grow new authors, which is why I pay particular attention to the 
voice and languaging and tone of the reviews that go out. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is being harsh, Mm -hmm. I will get back to, I will paraphrase it and get back to the reviewer and ask if I have their permission to use my paraphrasing before I send it out. Um, Because I need, I want to grow new authors encourage them and i also see myself as the gate the guardians of the gates of literature because once you get literature once something's in the literature it is there forever and Mm -hmm. will get cited and used as an excuse for whatever Whatever. else and if it's bad science it it can be used as an excuse for it gets perpetuated so it's it's difficult there because that one's difficult it's another reason why i want to grow my authors because if the science isn't isn't great and i reject it it'll it will get published somewhere these days it will because mm-hmm. there's so many more um online exactly journals exactly which don't have a as rigorous a peer review process so wherever so possible it'll I, find a home it'll find a home yeah. and it'll be in the literature yeah. so as a consequence i try to i really try to make sure that the that the science is as good as possible sometimes i can't that can't be helped because the study design was bad to begin with and, and that's where that's why one of the things i'd really really like to see is that the journal of feline medicine surgery that sage the publisher that acvim uh, and ecvim being you know really big meetings that actually are attended by people who are doing the science Mm -hmm. that they actually um that they would support uh, a track whereby people could come um you know a a continuing education or cpd track where they could come and learn about how to design a study how to what statistics are needed like how big your power has to be Mm -hmm. what um how to write a paper how to submit a paper of how to read a paper how to review a paper but so that's something i think that's wanted and needed and it will come about it just hasn't yet i've been barking on this for 10 years but as I get older I learn that change comes slowly. I do have to say that the ACVS every year does a special lecture on how to submit papers to for instance for instance how to surgery. submit them that's how to you know, a good no, 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 thing. which it's, is a good it's, thing it talks about all the, the whole, things oh, that you so yeah i'm thinking about. about like a whole a whole half day or three quarter day okay. track where there's somebody is actually you know focusing on what's good what type of dis- like study that. design do that's you good. need yeah. do you, you need a prospective right double blinded do you need yeah do you need a crossover study are you do you need to wash wash out the diet or the drug first for how long etc like all of these aspects you know because it's not cut and dry like surgery man (laughs) we're talking about you know medicine oh yeah no doubt (laughs) no we're talking about all right it's time to end this podcast no just kidding oh yeah sure comorbidities i like it i like it all right this podcast is going nowhere (laughs) (laughs) no so this is this is actually back to jfms the american culture surgeons was here by yeah. the way, in the okay. same hotel. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're meeting, uh, we're at a meeting in uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. the uh, AFP's uh, annual meeting, and uh, uh, I it's pointed out... the fifth w- World, World, Con- World Congress, Congress. yeah. Oh, and I pointed out excellent. to Yola that the American College of Surgeons is That's also it. meeting in this hotel, which made him very happy. Yes. Oh, yes. you feel like... But I feel like, because it's the journal... He feels he's home. It's the Journal of Feline Medicine and, and Surgery. Nice. And so we like don't... A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a big fan. I mean, there's... there's. But we don't get enough surgery. We don't get enough surgery. No. Because we actually no. don't do all that much surgery in cats. Surgery cats, in cats are more medical I'm creatures. I'm working on an article about insulinoma Yay! for this Good. journal. Thank Yay! you. And Yay. because and I told the the you know I'm working with one of the residents from Minnesota, Stan. He's amazing. Um, and I told him, okay, there's only one journal thing yeah. that I want, and that's we'll submit it to the Journal yeah. of Feline Medicine. Yay! Awesome. Yeah. And 
like I said, I'm I'm not brown nosing here. I really like this yeah. channel. I well, also there's, like you, you have no reason to brown nose to me anyway, so it's it doesn't help. <laughs> no, um, no, it's so, just but no. But I, I'm I I'm like, a, I'm of no value to you. Therefore, well, you know, to, to, to brown nose mm -hmm. to me is is be pointless. So yeah, that's I, true. I appreciate. I like your... the reviews too. Uh, on a, okay, good. So, because good, the reviews good. are nice, you take a one or two experts in the field and they write about a problem which yeah. is really well done oh, so, I, you know, so I want to talk about that a little bit because I've done some reviewing we've all done reviewing it's a hard job oh, it's a really it hard job it's a hard it's job it's like writing chapters but doing, then worse. doing reviews doing peer reviews is a tough job and mm -hmm. so we do need to have a big and I know JFMS every year you know get um expresses gratitude. We have to have a big tip of the hat to people who do reviews. Absolutely. To do a good review is actually quite hard. Yeah. It's quite yeah. hard. And, and, and it and burns people out. Too it does. Because, and, and because of course, we keep using requesting that we keep using the, the really good people yeah. and that. And, and by the way, folks, out. we don't get paid for it. So no, it's, no, know, no, it's no. We don't get paid for any of this. And the other thing is the peer reviewing. How important is that? In it's, it's essential. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely essential. And can you explain a little bit what the so peer peer review means? That it's uh, uh, for instance, let's say I get a paper on um, uh, looking at a particular drug that, like an anesthetic drug, mm -hmm. uh, that's being used maybe for, like let's say gabapentin, um, for uh, the evaluate that the paper might be evaluating the uh, stress levels in cats coming in uh, or maybe something but some other drug sort of thing I need to have uh, what I try and do is have a board certified pharmacologist and a, or a board certified anesthetist and and somebody who's like behavior or something to do with that body system involved so that so, people who have um, sci solid science um, to back they're trained in solid science, not just, and I don't, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but not just um, people who have, who integrate all of the information as clinicians, mm. um, you know, as, as, as internal medicine specialists. So like, I really want to have somebody who is um, a virologist or a, mm. you know somebody like that because they know the literature and they uh, and and because they are often uh, it, they may be. They have a better understanding of study design. They may not. The weakness in most journals is that none of us have um, solid back uh, basis in st statistics. statistics, and so we're very, very lucky in that you know we I can I I have a statistician I can call on, but. I, in a perfect world, every paper would be run by a statistician, but that doesn't happen in any journal. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the most important things you do is select who the reviewers yeah. are. Yeah, that's, that's really probably critical. the only only important that's, thing I that's do. Pretty, that's pretty yeah. critical, though. It is. It's very important. And, and just for our audience, peer reviewers are peers that look at the article from a independent, yeah. objective status yes. to Often see if anonymous. it's worth to, to publish the data yeah. that is presented. Yeah, and then critique back as to what, uh, whether it's, you know, what I'll receive from them will be comments that uh, uh, go to the author and sometimes comments that are separate that just go to me uh, rather than to the author as well. And uh, then the, with a recommendation to, um, uh, you know, to um, accept, to accept with minor revisions, major revisions or reject. 
And a good review will make your paper better. That's been my experience. Absolutely. And that's, that's the purpose. That's the purpose. That's but the whole purpose. For people that want to write articles, I think that the biggest tip is to talk with a statistician or epidemiologist. Before you do before the study. Before you do the study. Yeah. Before because you think, do the study. I think yeah. a lot of studies that are presented, <sighs> they're already done, and then you can't do anything about it yeah. while there might be major flaws. It's poorly designed. And the yeah. problem then, too, is, I mean, you can always find a statistician to, to, who will, st statisticians, are able to find a test that makes your data that makes your data look good, mm -hmm. but that's not actually one point. When I did a, I did a, um, um, I was an expert uh, witness? witness, yeah, whatever, yeah. at uh, um, at the FDA for oh, a product that yeah, was yeah. that was being. That's uh, not a witness, an expert, whatever, just an expert, expert right. um, at the FDA for a product that was uh, undergoing, you know, second revision kind of thing, and and uh, there were it was, it was a very interesting, um, uh, an eye opening experience being at the FDA, uh, but the they had two status FDA statisticians, they had two statisticians in the in the room, and one of them said. The thing with stat with statistics is it's kind of like torture. If you torture the numbers long enough, you can make them say whatever you want. So this is where one yeah. has to be very, very careful and have this stuff done before the study. Because yeah. these, you know, these people oftentimes, uh, uh, junior uh, scientists, are this is their first study or their second study, and they need the support beforehand so that they can get proper study design. Europe's much better for that in general, or that's my impression, mm. Yoli, you can speak to that better than I can, as far as really helping people know the how to set up a study mm. before you do it, whereas here it's more uh, just, mm. yeah. I there's think, not I, enough. I, there's never enough. There's never I, enough. I, I, no. th I think here people are taught very early on to do retrospective studies. Ugh. And so oh, sorry. Don't, Did that come out at last? Don't, don't think about <laughs> that you probably could do the same thing prospectively yeah. because it, it takes a lot longer it prospectively. Lot. It's more yeah. work. Yeah. But it's also. But it, but it does give you the chance then to have pure data because exactly. you can control the, 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 the parameters better as opposed to retrospectively where you are bag. including from a mixed bag. Yeah. And I think, and, and guess what? those prospective studies probably live a lot longer than you know yeah. your retrospective stuff that you have done uh, yeah. um, the, the, the mm. one the one thing that I, I I would like to point out is the importance of peer review is right now uh, the internet allows us to say anything and you know and and nobody checks it so if you do these peer-reviewed studies at least two people have looked at it yeah. and looked at the data and you probably can have a little bit more trust in what is said. Yeah, especially in a good journal, right? Yes. Yeah, especially in a good journal. Especially in a good good journal. But I mean, it's 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 tough. And your medicine is always that. That's kind of the dichotomy here. So mm. yes, if you publish something in Nature and Science, probably top scientists in the world have looked at it and they've gone through this whole thing. If you look at veterinary medicine, there's only probably three or four journals that you can pick out where you know that the quality of reviews have yeah. been at that level. That but we're you also consume. a smaller world and there's also less experts, you know, so we, we have battles to, to fight. Well, and our, our, the biggest the biggest weakness, I think, in the uh, or another big weakness in, in uh, veterinary science is this uh, is our end numbers. Yeah. I mean, oh. the numbers of, of, yeah. of uh, participants in a study or whatever. I mean, really, thankfully, in the, in the last little bit, we've been getting through through some amazing data mining, you know, 190,000 mm -hmm. yeah. um, in, in like in that, it was an obesity study 
and yeah. and the like. But mostly, we're talking about nine, and, and it's is- it's it's horrific. Other than I mean, I mean, God bless Mark Peterson because he's always coming out with a thousand, two thousand yeah. uh, in his data sets. But yeah, it, and that is one of the reasons why we get less prospective studies because it's always smaller numbers for us. You know, a, a comparable human study might enroll, you know, 2,000 or 2, whatever, yeah. and yeah. we enroll 60, yeah. you know, so we, we do have, uh, we have like inherent and, uh, and it's and, and that, you know, and that comes down then also again to funding mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. It, it's many things, but it's, it's, uh, it means I often think we have a little harder, you know, battles to fight in veterinary medicine to get so, good stuff, but we, but we do, but, but we do, but and we, we can't do. get, you know, and, 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 and it's not all good, but again, um, we need to constantly be objective. I mm-hmm. like the science gives us a, what is this quote? Science gives us a structure to look at a problem, but there are other ways to look at problems too. Ooh, so yeah, like it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's um so i i just it's an ongoing process Mm -hmm. we still need to remain keep our critical glasses Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. but not in a negative way and this is a good ending oh it's a good note to end on it is wonderful so already you know we're over 50 minutes already uh, or two times 25 on this beautiful podcast go so thank you so much my pleasure it's really nice to have a bit of an insight into how things get published and because i'm not sure that most veterinarians who read journal articles actually know how how the magic happens how much work yeah and how much work it is how much work it is yeah and how much of it is is done um out of the generosity of colleagues because it's um you know other than people who have paid positions it's largely unpaid work it is things like so thank you for my pleasure giving us a great insight into our favorite journal the Journal of Feline Medicine and Surgery. And so where can we find this journal? Well, gosh, I mean, uh, you know what? The uh, URL keeps changing. So yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yes. Absolutely. Right, but yeah, of course, the easiest way is to become a member of AAFP. Or ISFM or if you're in ISFM. Europe. ISFM. That is by far, in a way, the easiest way. And then you get them all for free. Yes, yes. you do. And, you get and if you're not a member, you only get the... Open reports. Open reports. All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs. And you can follow her on social media with the handle at CatVetSusan. Dr. Yurla Kirpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVE. TSX. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Perpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page at per podcast.